Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. there planet earth and happy friday i've been on the road for most of february but i'm back baby great to be back on the east coast great to be back on the airwaves it's friday and it's always friday with me stephen fry your smb guy icymi or in case you missed it smb stands for small and medium-sized business for the last 20 years i've been a consultant for smbs a voice and a sounding board for business leaders advocating on their behalf their employees too I believe very strongly in sharing stories, providing perspective, 
and creating connection. So on Fridays, you can find me right here on talkradio.myc doing just that, lending what's left of my mind and my voice to this live radio show where I interview SMB leaders as well as their trusted advisors. One thing that I've seen consistently over the years is some of the best thought leadership for business actually happens on Friday, just about that time we feel the freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're also anxious to start the weekend. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they're often overlooked, they're forgotten, they're eased aside in favor of our fun activities and our freedom from work. Here on the show, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity, and we discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders and their advisors. The name of the show, not just to play on words, my last name means free in German, little food for thought for everyone. I just got back from the West Coast, San Francisco Bay Area. I had a chance to meet my buddy in person, two-time Always Friday special guest, Machen McDonald. Thanks again for the sweatshirt, brother. Had a great time at Grass Valley Brewing Company with you. Compliments my uh, In-N-Out burger hat very nicely. I got to see some friends. I got to drive towards some beautiful sunsets and obviously gorge myself on some of the West Coast favorites food-wise. I uh, also spent some time in Vegas with my colleagues from Engage PEO, which was a blast. Aside from the uh, additional donations that were made to the Wynn Casino, a beautiful hotel would definitely go back there in a heartbeat. I started my travels at the beginning of February at the Disney World Parks in sunny Orlando, Florida, running to four different parks after my daughters, my young niece and nephew, definitely not for the faint of heart, quite possibly one of the most exhausting and expensive experiences of my life. Lots of amazing pictures, lots of memories, including my daughter Sloan removing the sword from the stone. Scared me a little bit. She has threatened my life before, so, you know, really got to... Be careful around her. Uh, but I have been feeling like I'm going to croak all week. That's aside from me being completely broke from Disney. Really got me thinking that I need to make sure all I have all my affairs in order. Not always the most pleasant conversation, right? When you are looking at this personally, it falls in the category of estate planning. But when you're talking about the SMB world, it's not just estate planning, it's succession planning. SMB owners, they want to make sure that their families and their wealth are protected. However, they don't always take the necessary steps to make that happen. The goal here is not to scare the hell out of everybody today, not gloom and doom, but this can be a very positive mindset, and a lot of it revolves around maximizing your value and minimizing your risk. Entrepreneurs take lots of risks which is why they get to reap certain rewards, right? Let's face the facts. SMB owners devote significant time, energy, resources into building their organizations. However, business leaders, they'll often fall down on planning for two guarantees in life. Those two guarantees are death and taxes. We've talked about them before. Most people would like to retire on their terms as opposed to being retired on someone else's terms, especially if that someone else is the Grim Reaper. When it comes to exit strategies for entrepreneurs or planning for anything unforeseen happening to the business leadership, which, let's face it, things pop up, right? I'll use some of my pictures from Disney to to add some some color to that. There's no one-size-fits-all solution. The best strategies for each SMB, they really depend on specific circumstances, and it's crucial to have the right counsel around you to customize the plan. Our special guest today works closely with entrepreneurs and their advisors to evaluate all options and create a plan that maximizes the value for all the parties involved. Talk is cheap. 
Well, not always when you're talking to an attorney, so make sure you listen close today so you don't have to pay for these types of thoughts. We're on uh, talkradio.myc. We don't want it to just be talk. The goal here is let's use the business insight that we get on the landscape here and create more impact on Monday morning. Right? Get some sound bites over the weekend and put them into action on Monday. Far too often, the businesses I've spoken to, they're focused on the product that's going to solve all of their problems. The magic wand, the shiny new mousetrap, whatever you want to call it. Products change every single day in everything that we do. Business personal doesn't really matter. Everything begins and ends with the people, right? So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, very excited for the conversation today. We are here with Jason Marks, partner at Mandelbaum Barrett PC. So Jason focuses on estate planning, estate administration, wills and trusts, tax and business planning for individuals, corporations, partnerships, and limited liability companies. He serves as a strategic advisor to individuals, families, again, SMB owners, executors, trustees, counseling clients on a comprehensive range of issues in the world of tax, trust, and estate law. If you need estate planning documents such as wills, living wills, powers of attorney, trust agreements, and special needs trusts, he is your man. As a trusted advisor, Jason counsels executors and trustees on the practical and successful administration of estates and trusts, including the minimization of income and estate tax liability, and will gladly oversee the will probate process. He assists clients in the formation of corporations, limited liability companies, and other business entities, the preparation of buy-sell agreements, the orderly transfer of business interests from one generation to another, and the structuring of real estate transactions and the preparation of federal and state estate inheritance tax returns. He's a glutton for punishment, which is why he also represents clients in tax controversy matters before the IRS and the New Jersey Department of Taxation. As an elder care and special needs attorney, Jason's committed to protecting and advocating for the legal rights of the elderly and the disabled to ensure that the unique needs of these individuals and their families are met. He has an extremely holistic approach, which is always great to hear, uh, guides clients through the challenges associated with aging in place, planning for nursing home or other long-term care needs, guardianship issues, and the facilitation of client eligibility for Medicaid and related government programs and benefits. He's a member of the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, also a member of the Board of Trustees and Treasurer of the New Jersey Chapter of the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, serves as a member of the Board of Trustees and Chair of the Legal Committee of the Jewish Community Housing Corporation. Attorneys always have rough bios to read, man. Jason is doing some great work, has great perspective, very excited to hear about it today. As always, we're going to discuss my favorite questions around movies, TV, and music. Joining the party this morning from sunny northern New Jersey before he gets back to the legal world. Jason, welcome to Always Friday, brother. Great to see you. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate being here. And I couldn't have said that any better myself. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. So love the philosophy of the firm. Love the idea of a holistic approach. Again, we're all people first, especially when you're talking about estate and succession planning. You really have to consider the people involved. All these businesses are comprised of people and families and whatnot. It has to come first. Before we we get into the method behind the madness, give us a little bit about your journey. How would you get where you are today? Uh, well, uh, I'm, a, I'm what you call a retread. So law is my second career. Uh, I actually started out when I first got out of college, uh, you know, I, college in the eighties was the, the time of wall street. It was the Gordon Gecko time. Greed is good. So lo and behold, I, I went that direction first. I, uh, I started out in the financial services industry. I was at JP Morgan working with their mortgage backed securities trader. 
I then went from the back office to the front office as a financial advisor for a while. Spent about six years doing that and realized this is not what I want to do. I had always planned on going back to law school and, and becoming an attorney. So uh, 1995, I left financial services, left Wall Street, uh, got married in July, started law school in August. My wife became a law school widow very quickly. Um, <laughs> but for three years, uh, she she put up with me constantly working and studying. Uh, and then... Um, Immediately out of uh, out of law school, I uh, got my first job, and uh, ironically, it was with an accounting firm, one of the larger regional accounting firms uh, in uh, in northern New Jersey, and um, got my first taste of doing uh, trust and estates work there. And uh, you know, I had taken my trust and estates classes when I was in law school. I really liked it. It, it kind of fit with the work I'd been doing when, as a financial advisor. So it, sure, yeah. it was hand in hand. I, it, it's a, it was almost the same thing. I just sat on the other side of the table, uh, and that's what I I tell my clients. You know, I have that background. I understand. I can talk the talk with the wealth advisors, uh, but I'm coming to it from a different perspective. I'm not coming to it from selling product or pushing product that a lot of these the the larger firms try to do. Although it's, it, I, I think the 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 focus is a little bit different now than it was thirty years ago almost. Um, but I, I enjoy helping people. And working with people and helping them achieve their goals and making sure they're comfortable and their families are protected. And so I went, I finished law school, started working, got my first law firm job uh, a couple of years after uh, leaving the accounting firm. Uh, and then uh, went back to school again, got my LLM in tax uh, at NYU. So I am not just an estate planning attorney, I am a tax attorney as well. Uh, and uh, it's funny because I, I remember one of my first jobs when I was at Merrill Lynch, uh, I was uh, an assistant to a couple of the financial planners who I worked with. And I had a conversation with uh, with a client and mentioned something about tax. So long ago, I don't remember what it was. But what I do remember is that as soon as I hung up the phone, the gentleman who I worked for came out of his office and, forgive me, ripped me a new one and said, you don't, you're not a tax expert. You don't give tax advice. So lo and behold, if I'm going to be, give tax advice, I better become a tax expert. That's why I went back and got my my tax degree. So uh, I consider myself a tax expert. I can give tax advice now, not just for, on individuals, but corporations, partnerships, uh, charitable planning, whatever it may be that a client needs uh, to achieve their goals. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm able to do that now, and I feel very grateful that I have that background. Absolutely. And I know we're going to get deeper into this, but those two guarantees in life of death and taxes, mm -hmm. let's face it, a lot of people don't want to talk about it, es especially on the, you know, look, death is a tough one no matter what, but taxes, a lot of times people just put it in like, this is something that's like a necessary evil, needs to be done every year. Like they look at it very operationally and obligation oriented, where in fact, if you're a business owner, being as proactive as possible to plan for not only if anything unforeseen should happen to you, but if you just want to hang it up one day, instead of just saying, when I hang it up, I'm going to sell my business. That's my retirement plan. It's like, this, this is stuff that you kind of need to take into account years before you, anything might happen. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I tell people, especially, you know, small and medium business owners or any business owner for that matter, you start thinking about your exit strategy when you file that certificate of formation or that certificate of incorporation. As soon as you start the business, you don't have to have the exit plan in place. 
but you need to start thinking about it. Where's it going to go? And that's a lot of the reason why I always like to maintain the the notion of begin with the end in mind, not not to think of doomsday scenarios, not always to play devil's advocate, but just so you have a clear vision of where you're trying to go. A lot of people don't even have that. They're just doing what they got to do on a daily basis. You're right. They, they don't have it. And and that end point, that that finish line, it's going to change yeah. over the years. It's going to change. It's going to look different. It may be in a different place. But you need to adjust. You need to keep up with that and, and keep that in mind because ultimately, whether it's going to be a, a succession to the next generation or it's going to be some type of M&A, a sale, a stock sale, an asset sale, a merger, consolidation with another entity, there's going to be an end. The last thing that I tell clients that they should think about doing is just walking away from their business because that's that that's just it, – it's it's the – it's the end. It's 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 really the the finite end, and there's no benefit to the family at that point. Absolutely, we got to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Jason Marks, partner at Mandelbaum Barrett PC. Stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. 
And it's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We are chatting with Jason Marks, partner at Mandelbaum Barrett PC, tax and corporate law, estate planning attorney. He does a lot, uh, big resume here, so you guys need to listen close. Before we dive into the method behind the madness in Jason's world, I wanted to just sit out by the fire pit for a moment and, and kick around a few ideas. You know, Jason, I have, I have a whole bunch of pictures from Disney that I could pepper in here and joke around about. This one was uh, with my nephew sitting in sitting in front of uh, uh this <laughs> it says here lieth his loving wives seven winsome wives some fat some thin six of them were faithful but the seventh did him in i just i couldn't stop thinking about us, us getting together on the air to chat when i saw this but you know just to just to kick things off you know it's not a pleasant topic there's two guarantees in life death and taxes many still get shocked by by unexpected death right it even happens to some estate planning attorneys, right? I have a friend who's an estate planning attorney locally here in New Jersey, and he had a partner who passed away very unexpectedly last year. They were they were more prepared than others, but but still, you know, things were very unexpected, and there were definitely some hardships that needed to be navigated and dealt with. That you know, it's let's face it if you if you proactively plan for these types of things, even in the end game of just trying to make sure that your business is worth as much as possible and that if anything weird happens, someone can pick up the ball and run with it and revenues don't miss a beat. They can keep growing. A lot of times that's a sign of a successful business anyway. You know, these are, these are some really positive mindset thoughts. It doesn't have to be negativity around death and taxes. You know, I, I've, I've mentioned this before. I have a friend who's a CPA who sold a business and where the normal tax liability on the sale of this particular entity would have been about $7 million because of the, the, the planning and proactiveness around the topic. The, the tax liability was $4 million. So again, you know, death and taxes don't need to be the most unpleasant of conversations. You know, there are guarantees in this life. We have to pay taxes and we have to die. But if you plan for your know, life to go on and your family to be you know, taken care of, protected, your money to be taken care of and protected. And it's, it's funny, like when I was talking to you, Jason, beforehand, you said, well, I guess a serious title of all this could be around, you know, protecting your, your family and your assets, your wealth. And then the, the comedic side could be more of just Lego my ego, which I, I love that thought, like from the you know commercial back in the day. But Jason, this is the method part of the show, the part where we talk about the science behind what you do. What you do is very detailed and there's a lot of meat behind it. But give everybody a sense of exactly what you're doing these days, how you're doing it and how you're going to market for it. We want to know. Steve, yeah, I mean, uh, just getting back to what you were saying before about, you know, the guarantees of death and taxes. We all we all have to die. It, it's nobody in science has come up with uh, you know the the ultimate way of, uh, of maintaining life in perpetuity. Uh, and and I always tell my clients, you know, it's going to happen. When I don't know, my crystal ball has been back in the shop for years and it hasn't <laughs> come out, so I don't know when people are going to die. But I tell everybody, the time to start planning is now, and it can be you know. If you're young couples, it can be a simple plan. It could be something basic, nothing really sophisticated, but just something so that there is someone to take over the estate and to deal with the the, the successors and the survivors dealing with you know children who are who are left uh, and may need a guardian. Um, and update that plan regularly. You update your financial plan from time to time. 
look at your documents. Your life, you know, clients' lives change, wealth changes, family circumstances change. Those are opportunities for the client to come back and say, hey, I need to update my documents. Laws change. That's when I reach out to the client and I say, we need to revisit the planning because now there's a new law in place and this is the impact that it's going to have. You know, the documents that I draft for my clients usually are flexible enough that they will withstand a lot of background changes in, in my clients' lives, but it still needs every once in a while, every three or four years, just sit down, look at the documents, review them, because if you don't plan or if you've not planned well, the cost to fix a problem far exceeds multiples what it would cost to put a proper plan in place in the first place. So it really can can save a family a lot of a lot of grief. You know, um, most most entrepreneurs realize that it's not always sunshine and rainbows like they portray everything at Disney World that I just got back nope, from. No, it's not. But it's it, it's still like when it gets to around the topic of death and taxes, it's always like, yeah, you have to pay taxes and you have to die. When it happens, it happens. I feel like that's a lot of times the attitude. But even just knowing that that is you know coming down the road at some mm-hmm. point, it's like, do you want to be retired or do you want to retire on your terms? Like these are things that I've I've talked to business owners about for years and after years of doing it, I'm still astounded at how many folks kind of shy away from these topics. They do. They do. And and a lot of times I'll have an initial conversation with clients who will be introduced to me. Um, and I'll, I'll send them, you, know, you talk about, you know, the, the background, the method of, of how I, I work, you know, I gather information. So I may send them my confidential estate planning questionnaire. And I say, please put as much of the information as you can into this because the more information that I have, the more detail I have, the better plan I can put in. You know, there's a there's a, a phrase, "Geigo, garbage in, gar- garbage out." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If if I don't have the the facts, if I don't have the details, I can't put together a proper inf- a proper plan. And so often, uh, I'll meet with clients and we'll start down a road, and they say, "Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you about X, Y, Z," and that now forces me to take a turn to now deal with this other asset, to deal with this other situation that I may not have known about. And I didn't plan for it and draft for it accordingly. So, you know, I'd rather know everything up front and we can have these conversations, but it's all about building the relationship. It's about getting to know my clients. It's about getting them to understand that I'm here to help them. I'm not, I'm not against them. I am their, their adversary. I, I refer to myself as the family consigliere. <laughs> I, 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 I'm the estate planning attorney. I'm the tax attorney. I'm the corporate attorney. I do some of the real estate transactions. I do some lending transactions and banking work for them. But, you know, the, the nice thing about being with a firm like Mandelbaum Barrett is that I have also a hundred plus other attorneys around me to, who have other areas of expertise. So when it comes to employment law issues or it comes to environmental issues, I have the tools uh, at my disposal that I can bring in other talent to say, hey, I need to bring you in on a matter because we have a situation. 
it's so great. It's so great to hear that type of stuff because you, you know, you saying this is a retread for you being an attorney, like coming from the financial services world, which I've spent some time in as well. Very, very egotistical like type of world. And, you know, being, being a lawyer, absolutely as well. But the, the collaborative type of approach and mentality, not just with you and the clients, but you and their trusted advisors, but internally at the firm, like if you look at the practice areas for just business services alone, it's very yeah. extensive. So for, for like you to have. I mean, that, that's well, the high level. There's the subcategories that you don't see there. I have which one, one question in 27 parts. Yes. But it's, it, but yes, like you, you, you have, there's a ridiculous, and this isn't even the personal side. The personal side was, was, was a separate menu in the business world. This is, you know, this speaks volumes to me just cause there's a lot of freaking moving parts in business. So you have these like 30 or so practice areas and then there's subsets and everything. It just further, you know, proof out there that no one person is alike. So even doing an estate plan for a one person in their family, they have different needs than the family next door, down the street, et cetera. But especially, especially in the business world, every business is different. Every business is unique. Every business has its own location. So where I may have two businesses that are, that are selling at the same time. One may be selling property that's got an environmental issue that I've got to address. One may have a lien against some of the assets that I've got to deal with. So every single one of them, every single transaction has to take, it has its own unique features. And it's important that I understand what those features are and, and, and that the clients trust me to be able to share all of that information with me. Because until the clients feel comfortable sharing information with me, I can't do my job. You know, absolutely. defense attorney is not going to go to court without being able, without knowing and, and having done his due diligence. A buyer is not going to buy a company without have, having done their due diligence. I need to do my due diligence and know my client. My client has to trust me. And it's really about trust. Yeah. Um, I, I'm always available for my clients and they know that if it's on the weekend, if it's in the evening, uh, I usually don't shut down until nine or 10 o'clock at night. Uh, from answering calls, but I'll respond to emails. Clients will text me. And if it's really urgent, I will get on a call at 1130 at night or at 730 in the morning on a Saturday. And I'll call the client. I'll say, what's the problem? How can I help? You know, having a holistic type of approach and being relationship centric is so helpful with areas of of legal matters that pertain to like what you do, right? It's not, it, it's very hard to look at it through a, a product-based lens, which is how I see a lot of businesses kind of treating everything these mm -hmm. days, which again, it's about the people first. You execute a good process together, you'll you'll arrive at the right end game. And, it, and, and you talk about product-based approaches. Yes, I draft wills, I draft trusts. I don't pull something off the shelf and say, here's your will. And I've changed the name and the address and say, here's your document. Every single document starts from a blank format and I customize because like anything else, you may have blended families and children from separate relationships and maybe children also from that union uh, that all, I mean, that that's extremely unique drafting that, that requires careful attention to how is everybody going to be treated? How are the, the children from the separate relationships going to be treated as it relates to the children from the from the marital union? Um, you know, I, I deal with trust. I mean, there are a variety of trusts, insurance trusts, special yeah. lifetime access trusts, 
uh, special needs trusts, children's trusts. And again, every single one of them takes on its own unique design because no two people are alike. Right. Right. I, I love a great blend of science and art, which is why we love talking about the method before the madness, which we're, we're, we're going to get into shortly, the more artistic observational view. But even the fact that you have financial services, advisory type of background, you know, it's almost like looking at things through the quantitative lens first, the more scientific data-driven lens, where they have to fit certain criteria to even have particular conversations with mm -hmm. them. But everybody has to have that qualitative approach too. And you, you said it, you know, it's about trust. Yeah. In order to do business, people have to like you. They have to trust you. They have to think you know what you're talking about. But being able to add the qualitative type of lens to, you know, some, some other data-driven stuff out there, which, you know, a lot of times people will kind of put a lot of stock into data without giving a, a qualitative lens over it. You know, this is this is some this is some great context that you have. Like if you've done it in the financial services world and you've seen things operate that way, being able to take that knowledge base and apply it in places here, this it, it's it, it's very powerful. You can be you can really look at people's individual setups, whether they're you know looking at them personally or looking at them as an owner of a business and mm -hmm. somebody who needs a succession plan with with a little bit more open eyes. And I it's I I, I love it. I love the idea of a holistic approach with something like this. There's no way you could possibly pull something off the shelf and have it be as effective as the custom tailored suit that you're able to design for your clients. We got to take a quick break. But we'll be right back with the madness of Jason's world with Jason Marks, partner at Mandelbaum Barrett PC. Stay with us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We are chatting with Jason Marks, partner 
at Mandelbaum Barrett PC. Tax and corporate law, estate planning. He does it for people, individuals. He does it for business owners. A trusted advisor, among other trusted advisors, where he can really differentiate himself as a, as the glue, the linchpin that holds together where a business is looking to go in the end, right? You got to begin with the end in mind. Jason, this is the madness part of the show. And after Disney, I feel like I have a little bit of flair for the dramatic. So the curtain's about to go up here. This is where this is where we like to talk about the artistic observational view, man. The stories that you have from the field, no subject too taboo, anything goes. Obviously, I know your position. We don't want to compromise client confidentiality. We won't do that. But just to kick it off, like I, I have a bunch of clients and friends myself who are serial entrepreneurs. And it's it's always a fun a fun dichotomy to deal with. Like I've always been in some ways a serial entrepreneur, a serial networker, but you know, especially with folks who have their their fingers in a bunch of different pies, they they probably need some of this discussion more than a lot of folks out there because they have so many different things running at the same time. But enough babbling out of me. Let's hear from you. Tell us about some of the the war stories you have in the field. Oh yeah, well you know, dealing with serial entrepreneurs. I mean, one of the things that they're constantly doing is they're buying and they're selling businesses. And the one question that I get every single time, and I've got a couple of really great clients who are constantly doing this. uh, And and the question I get always from them is, all right, I've got a buyer. I'm selling my business. We're closing in six months. That's, you know, that's the expected closing in six months. How can I avoid taxes? And I was saying to my, my clients, I said, there are very limited ways of avoiding taxes. We can <laughs> minimize the taxes based on the type of transaction. Um, I mean, it may, it may be that they are going to merge or have some kind of reorganization that might be a tax-free reorganization, and we defer the taxes until a later date. But those who just say, I am selling, it's tough because that's a capital transaction, and that usually triggers some type of uh, tax liability at the end of the day. Uh, there are mechanisms. There are certain provisions in the tr- in the Internal Revenue Code for small businesses if they meet certain requirements that will allow uh, the avoidance of some federal taxes. Uh, but it's 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 a very very difficult threshold to to, to reach. I, I kind of figured the first comment would be, "Do you have a time machine?" Because some of it you might need to go back a few years for. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You, know, you get the flux capacitor and uh, let's get going. Um, there are, for for a couple of my clients, and I've had great success with this, there are certain types of trusts that will allow the, that will allow us to sell a business or have a capital transaction and avoid the gain at the state level. Maybe not necessarily at the federal level, but lo and behold, you can save a lot of money on taxes. We've done this uh, a few times over the years. Uh, We set up a special type of trust in a jurisdiction that has no state tax, uh, no income tax. And, uh, you know, in in one instance, we we put in stock in a corporation that had very low basis was being sold for tens of millions of dollars. It would have triggered a, a easily 10, $15 million capital gain at the state level, and we were able to uh, to avoid having to, to recognize the gain at the state level. Um, I've done this for another one of my clients. Uh, we set up another trust, and in the last, I think, four or five years, between two or three transactions that he's used the same trust for, I've saved him over a million dollars in state taxes. So it, it's 
the strategies are there. You have to be willing to uh, put the strategy in place. Don't wait till the last minute. And it's exactly the, the, the you know, if, if there is a, a theme about planning, don't wait. Because if you wait, it, yeah, if you wait, you, you pretty much, you know, put the nail in the coffin that it may be too late. You know, planning takes time. Planning that especially involves tax minimization or tax avoidance, not evasion. The evasion part's illegal. Yes. Avoiding, avoiding you can as long as you follow the rules. But if a transaction is put in place simply to avoid tax, that's not going to be respected and the, and the government's going to come back and say, no, no good. You know, this, a lot of this also, a lot of this thought come, stems from something that deep down a lot of individuals and business owners know. It's not so much how much you make, it's how much you keep. And going, for, going towards, you know, back to the, the product-based lens that a lot of people look through, a lot of times if they're looking about, looking, you know, at the end, like, oh, I'll work until I'm ready to die, like, and I'll, I'll sell my business when I'm ready. It's like, again, if they wait until the last minute, like you said, it could be too late. If you sell your business for 10 million bucks, oh, I got 10 million bucks. It's like a big number out there. And you pay $7 million in taxes you don't. versus selling it for 8 million and paying $4 million in taxes. Which one's the better deal? Yeah. No, you don't always because you think about it. You may sell your business for, let's say you sell your business for 20, for $20 million. How much debt do you have on the business that has to be paid off? How much taxes are you going to have to pay? So at the end of the day, that $20 million transaction may net you $12 or $13 million. Okay. And then what are you going to do? How old are you? How much time, you know, how much longer do you need to have this money around to sustain your lifestyle? What are you going to do with it next? How are you going to position yourself? And so all of these things are considerations when it comes to selling a business. Um, I wanted to, you know, you talked about method to abandon and the war stories. And, and I always get, aside from the, the business planning, I, I always love to tell the story when I first started practicing as an attorney. Yeah. Uh, I got into a situation that, and, and, and it's, it, it really set me up for my career uh, about really planning the right way. Um. It was, I, I was at a, at a different firm at the time, and I was asked to work on a, a matter for, you know, just doing an accounting for a, for a trust that was terminating. And we were representing a bank at the time. Mm-hmm. And the beneficiary, uh, who was uh, mother of two kids, died. And everything was being left to the two kids outright, who were minors. There was no guardianship in place. Yep. But what was most troubling about this is that the attorney for the, the the attorney who was the executor of the mother's estate was using the assets in the estate for personal use. This was in a different state. Uh, I found out that the mother died because she killed herself, committed suicide in front of her kids. It's brutal. All of this, all of this stemmed from the fact that also both of her kids who were minors were either under house arrest or in juvenile detention because they had killed their father. Now, you have a trust that was going to pass to these two kids. And who would have thought that some situation like this would have occurred? That 
Kids are in basically in jail. Mom kills herself. The assets in the trust go to these kids. And all the time this is happening out in the in the woods in, in North Carolina. Uh, the, the court here had to appoint two attorneys from New Jersey to go represent the kids. And they go and meet with them and, and find out the, the, the story and the situation. They both came back to me and said, this is the stuff that Grisham novels are made of. <laughs> yeah, it was sure. that funky and craziest scenario. But I was tasked with having to deal, not just with dealing with the bank, but how do we pass the assets on to these kids? How do we protect the assets? Who's going to help them? They had virtually no family, but we had to go to court. And we had to figure out a way to help protect these kids because they were entitled to the money, at least at some point. They had nothing to do with you know, mom. They had more to do with dad's death than, than mom's. But I, I tell this story and I go back to the story. And, and we're talking 24 years ago that I handled this case. But it resonates with me every single time I, I get into a situation with a client because like, like anything else, you plan for the end. You need to know. You don't know when the end is going to happen. You don't know how the end is going to happen. But if you haven't planned for it, if you don't have documents that deal with the what-if scenarios, then you may find a situation where it's more difficult to try to fix and clean up than if you, than if the little extra time was taken to do this right. I'd always rather be the bomb diffuser than the cleanup crew, right? You don't want to get there after everything's gone off and you're just cleaning up a mess. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, this this is something. Is yeah, who the hell would have ever envisioned the scenario that you just said? But while you were talking about it, my head went straight to John Grisham, went to the client. Like, it's like so. I won't spoil it for you if you guys haven't seen it out there. But a whole bunch of what you said reminded me of that movie and book. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but. But yeah, it's again, it doesn't always have to be like any sort of negativity, right? Like, yeah, you begin with the end in mind. Like you start some type of business, like even if you buy a piece of real estate, are you holding it for a year? Are you holding it for five years? Are you holding it for 10 years? Like everything that you do might have a little bit of a different strategy, right? But if you begin with the end in mind, you know, some people, Aerosmith, Ralph Waldo Emerson, I like this too. Life's a journey, not a destination. Mm Mm-hmm. But then there's also like people will say, focus on the destination, focus on where you're trying to get to, you know, being a good financial advisor, being a good attorney in your shoes. And again, I I love that that's part of your background. It's asking a couple of really simple questions is where are you right now? Where are you looking to go? And how are you going to get there? Yeah, a lot of and a lot of that in in both worlds, you're talking finance, you talk the legal world is there's a lot of different ways to go. But you want to do the one that's going to have the greatest impact and that's going to exhibit best practice. Yes. That's it. That's right. So a lot of those concepts tend to get blown way out of proportion, especially if people have a little bit of a product-focused mindset and it's all about the top dollar. But this is great stuff. Have to be more more proactive than reactive. I could think of any number of sayings out there that pro- people are probably sick of hearing. But you know, you got to begin with the end in mind. You got to take the necessary steps to plan for it in order to protect your family and protect your money. We got to take a break, but we will be right back with Jason Marks, partner at Mandelbaum Barrett PC. Stay with us, everybody. 
Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We are chatting with Jason Marks, partner at Mandelbaum Barrett PC. Some great pearls of wisdom from Jason here today, most of them revolving around the idea of be proactive, don't wait. If you wait, might be too late. But uh, I won't take the words out of his mouth. Jason, this is the message part of the show here, the whole idea from Weekend Insight to Monday Impact. We want to be able to leave the audience with some sound bites that they can actually ponder over the weekend as they're enjoying their cocktails and come back to work on Monday and actually kick their butts into action. So definitely want to get some sound bites f- from you. But also, I-, I know that that Mandelbaum Barrett does a fair amount of philanthropic work. I've seen uh, I've seen a whole bunch of pictures and some commentary on some of the work that they do. Definitely tell us a little bit about that, too. Yeah, so actually, I'm, a, I'm one of the members of uh, the firm's charitable planning committee. Um, every month, there is something that we're doing to benefit some community or other organization uh, this month, it was about um, it was a, a clothing and, and, and shoe drive uh, for some of the, the local uh, charities in, in, in my area here. Uh, it, it varies month to month. Uh, there, there are events that we do just to give back to the communities because we are we're a very successful firm, but we're nothing if we don't give back if we don't think about where we come from and the people who who we can help because in, in the end helping people is really what we're about as well yeah definitely and uh it's a good spirits on talkradio.myc because my buddy tommy d does a show right before me called philanthropy and focus so you might want to cons- consider spending some time with tommy d on the air as well be happy but- to do that 
Yeah, absolutely. So, but b- back to back to our world here. You know, we, we've talked about some some concepts. You know, protecting your your loved ones, your family, your money. You know, it really like making sure that people who shouldn't be taxing taxing the money again. You can't evade taxes. I love the way you put that. Everyone, how do I avoid paying taxes? You don't avoid paying taxes. There's two guarantees in life: you have to die and you have to pay taxes. But you can mitigate some of it. You can reduce some of it. It all comes with careful planning. So, you know, definitely pro- be more. More proactive than reactive, but what what other types of pearls of wisdom can you give everybody if, so that they can take action with this on Monday morning and really give you a call? Sure. Um, let's go back to the Lego my ego. All right. <laughs> yes. It's not always about taxes. We have a federal estate tax exemption that everybody has right now of almost thirteen million dollars per person. So a married couple, think about this: a married couple can effectively pass currently in 2023 up to almost $26 million federally estate tax free. New Jersey effectively has no inherit, no estate tax. And depending upon, depending upon who the beneficiaries are of the estate, the New Jersey inheritance tax could be also zero. So sometimes tax planning just happens on its own. Right. But the other people who want to get their hands on your money, on your assets, on your wealth, creditors, judgment creditors. You get into a car accident, you get sued. You want to make sure that your assets are, are well protected. Divorcing spouses, okay? The le- one thing I tell clients, especially those who have gone through divorce before, and it resonates so, so strongly with them, you have spent your entire life developing a portfolio, a, 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 well, a, a, a massive wealth that you're going to pass to your children. If they get married and that marriage doesn't work out, do you want their divorcing spouse to take half of what you've left for them? The answer to that question is no. No. So I talked to them about, about proper trust planning, making sure that those the assets that they leave to or for their kids are done in the most protective manner possible. I talk to them about prenuptial agreements, especially for those who have the significant wealth. Have a prenuptial agreement for your kids. Have, make sure they get that done. Um, I represent a family right now. Two of their kids are getting married. I'm handling the prenups for both, both of their kids. You know, you want to make sure that you've identified what assets belong. And even if the assets are in trust and they don't technically belong to the child, they belong to the trust. You want to make sure that there is a recitation somewhere that says there's a trust out there that this person's a beneficiary of those prop, those assets, no matter what they are, what gets distributed out, how much they grow to, how they've grown, all of that is separate property. You want to protect your wealth for your descendants, for the generation. Now, the planning that I do for a lot of clients, especially the, the, the business owners and the high net worth clients that I deal with is multi-generational planning. Right. And you want to make sure, I want to make sure that I'm doing it in a way that we avoid tax generation after generation. So not only the estate tax, but what's called the generation skipping transfer tax. That's a whole nother lesson to be had later on. It's a whole other show we'll do later. Yeah, we, we, I could spend hours on the generation skipping transfer tax. I don't want to bore anybody. I more. should have asked you beforehand, but do you have any special strategies to protect your portfolio from the Disney Corporation? Uh, yeah, don't go. That's about <laughs> it. 
<laughs> I, I really tried, man, but I, it's, they're at the ages where I had to go. And, uh, yeah, hopefully. I, I've spent too, so many trips down, down at Disney. Uh, I, I, I pretty much should have my own little star on the, on the floor. <laughs> Mandelbaum Barrett the website is mblawfirm.com there's some great content on there some great articles one of them about uh, navigating exit strategies for businesses you know maximizing the value and minimizing the risk we're going to have a link to that in the show notes so you guys could check it out it does review some like the, the seven big ways of of transferring a business and some of the pros and cons attached to it I personally love that article it's something that's very prevalent in my world right now so yeah I thought I thought it was a really great summary of it but you know, long story short is you need somebody to guide you through this wilderness. And Jason is definitely that somebody. So look him up. He's Jason Marks, M-A-R-X. He's on the website, jmarks at mblawfirm.com. He's got a direct dial. If you guys don't have any of this basic stuff in place, get on the horn with him. If you have more complex needs, he can deal with that too. So don't be shy. Anything else you want to say to everybody before I let, let the audience know about your answers to my questions? Oh, <laughs> uh, look, I, I had a great time uh, chatting with you today. Uh, like you said, it's, it is a process. Uh, estate planning takes time. It is, it is about trust and relationship. And I'm all about making sure that I have that trust and, and, and my clients have that trust in me because they need to know that they've got a guy on their side. Don't treat your family and your business and your future as Vegas, especially my trip to Vegas was not profitable whatsoever. And things unforeseen can happen. I don't know about your kids getting eaten by a shark, but, uh, you know, that it's, you know, definitely like even for people like my fr friend, the other estate planning attorney, he had a partner unexpectedly pass away on him. So it can happen to anybody. Don't think of it as doom and gloom. Think of it as maximizing the world around you. So before I let you go, Jason, I'm going to give everyone the answers to the questions. Again, who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? You're a big Norm Peterson fan, which hard to not be, right? Who doesn't, like, who doesn't like being a bar stool, right? <laughs> But, gotta love Norm. Gotta love his one-liners. <laughs> it's like it's funny. A lot of the pictures that I that I have that I that I mess around with here, it's like they're they're all different. Norm's in like the exact same position every single time. <laughs> there, there was there was an episode in, in Cheers that the uh, guy walks in. It was one of the cold episodes, you know, the cold openings. Guy walks into the Cheers. Haven't hasn't been in there for for ten years. He's been in, in Alaska or somewhere in the wilderness, and he and he makes some comment about you know something having been moving. He goes, "Oh yeah, they're right behind Norm." So you're right. He hasn't moved from that spot. <laughs> I asked you your favorite movie or TV show. You immediately said Seinfeld in addition to Cheers. So it's good old witty, urbane, sophisticated humor. I As soon as you said that, all I could think of was Kramer trying to spout off some legal mumbo jumbo, which is great. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the show, show about nothing. A lot of times it th it, people treat these issues like it's nothing. It's not nothing. It's a lot more detailed than nothing, just like the Seinfeld episodes are a lot more detailed than nothing. Yeah, but you know, th then you started uh, spouting off some of my favorite 80s movies. You said Caddyshack, terrific. You said Fletch. That, that Moon River joke I've used a couple oh, times in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Major League. I'm excited because softball season's almost starting again, so I'll have the opportunity to whip out all kinds of Major League quotes. But you said your favorite musical instrument was the saxophone, which is one of my favorites. I started playing it when I was nine. And you like David Sanborn and the big man himself. Clarence Clemens. Oh, so, so there you have it. A little, a little peek behind the character, some peek into the method behind the madness. Jason, appreciate you being with, with me here today. Thanks for having me, Steve. 
Absolutely. We will be back with more Always Friday. I'm traveling later in March again, but I will be around for a couple weeks. We'll be back next Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on talkradio.myc. Until then, have a great weekend, everyone. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.